You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hey, coaches. You may have noticed that many of my recent episodes are about mindset stuff. It's a deep topic. Human beings are so good at stopping themselves from success simply because of the way we think. I often wonder how my life would have been earlier if I'd known about mindfulness and the power of shifting mindsets then. A while ago, I did a whole series of episodes called Smart Mindsets and Habits, and you can find that series at prosperouscoach.com slash mindsets. If you're feeling stuck, And in your own way, I recommend listening to those episodes. And when I do episodes like these, I tuck those into that so that it's, they're all in the same place, easy for you to get at. Today, though, I want to dig into something that all new coaches struggle with, especially when they are launching. And you can find today's show notes at prosperouscoach.com slash 84. You know, It's kind of fascinating to me because it doesn't matter how high-powered a job a coach had before or how much money they earned, how many certifications or degrees they have, or how articulate they are, or how confident they appear. I hear pretty much the same thing from all coaches, which is this. I hate selling and asking for money. Now, I used to feel like that, but I really don't anymore because I know how to attract clients in a non-salesy way that's really comfortable for me and doesn't make me feel skeevy. And also, I've discovered the power of a person investing in their future. One of my VIP clients wrote in her session prep recently, I would rather give it to you than ask for money. I need this session. We've been working together in my five-month coaching business breakthrough program to build her business. She's close to launching, so I want to help her with this mindset shift. And she generously gave me permission to share some of what happened in that session with you. Thank you, Dee. Money is a sticky subject for most people. There's so much baggage that influences our decisions and actions based on what we learned about money when we were kids. There's a wonderful book that was popular when I started coaching called Taming a Gremlin, A Guide to Enjoying Yourself by Richard D. Carson. It's a thin little book full of exercises and wonderful handmade drawings to help you face the part of yourself that sabotages your efforts to grow. So pretty much I think everybody could use this book. The idea is that you draw, hand draw your own gremlin, give it a little face, give it a name, you know, make it funny even. And then as you're going about in life, when you notice this gremlin is dogging you, you shine a light on it. And these are moments where it's trying to squash your courage and keep you small. Just seeing that gremlin for what it is, changes you from the inside out. It's an awareness thing, right? Awareness is the tool to overcome most of our limiting beliefs and 
money issues and other types of issues. So there was an exercise in there about drawing the floor plan of your primary home that you grew up in and answering a set of questions about what you learned while you lived there. And it's kind of amazing how the memories come back when you draw the floor plan and you kind of think about what happened in the rooms and then you're prompted to ask these particular questions. Interestingly enough, Richard D. Carson didn't ask any questions about money. So I've kind of adapted this. And that book jumped into my mind when I read my client's session prep. And the book gave me a great idea about how to coach my client. I began by asking D, what did you learn about money from your parents? She responded immediately and said, in my family, you would certainly not hire someone for therapy or coaching. It was looked down upon. We didn't spend money on ourselves and self-care. So then I asked, when in your life have you invested highly in your own self-care and transformation. And she said, that's when I reached a point where my best efforts weren't bringing me the results that I wanted. When I get to that point, I'll do whatever it takes. So I said, so you've invested in your goals and self-care when something is important to you. How much would you say you've invested in the whole endeavor of becoming a coach and getting your business launched with support. And she said, oh, thousands and thousands. And I asked, what has investing in yourself to that degree done for you? And without hesitation and with this passion in her voice, she said, it's changed the whole trajectory of my life. I've grown a new me. I, I now have a design for living that's far more effective and far more rewarding, I don't even think about the money I've spent. So I said, so Dee, what does that tell you about other people, such as your potential clients, for example, who invest in themselves? And she said, I would only want to work with someone who is willing to do what it takes to get better. So exactly. And because Dee has, with my help, targeted a unique and viable audience for her coaching business. And because her messaging and offers strategically speak directly to that moment in time of her audience wanting help, I know that she will attract her ideal clients and be able to ask them for fees that will pay her well. So then she said, You know, I I have so much compassion for someone who would be willing to reach out to me. It gives me this sense of joy to say to them, I really think I can help you. And it makes the money thing less scary because being willing to invest is a symbol of their need. We talked about how Olympic athletes visualize their success before they take action. And I encouraged Dee to develop that practice before a discovery session with a coaching prospect. And then we also talked about how it's important to develop resilience for no, and to not make that about her. 
I wrote about this in a blog called The Coaching Business Backslide, How to Get Out of Your Own Way, and there'll be a link for this in the show notes. We talked about also the idea in episode 82 to act as if you are already booked, you have plenty of income, and are highly successful as a coach. At the end of that session, Dee reported that she felt differently now about asking for money with coaching prospects. She said, this was so helpful to look at my own experience, and she's talking about of investing in herself, and see the value that I offer to someone else. And this is something that I just want you to pause on and think about. If you can realize that when your clients invest in your help, they are actually investing in themselves. And if you don't charge much or you don't charge at all, if you don't ask them for fees, then you're actually taking something away from them. You're taking away the opportunity to feel the value of that investment and to be more serious about the goals and objectives that you're going to help them with. So in summary, I said, that is so brilliant. You have broken through your ancestral beliefs about money. She's not doing what her parents said to do in terms of money. She does invest in herself, and she maybe hadn't remembered that. But now she does know, and it's going to be easier for her to do these discovery sessions and ask her prospects to pay her for her program. So I invite you to shift your mindset about asking for money from coaching prospects so that you pay yourself well, and at the same time, help your client to reap the rewards of that investment. Stay inspired and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.